I think I should do a few yelps too to really spike the audio and confuse her. Oh, hey. What? What's up? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you talking about? Crack that bad boy. Welcome to episode two of Clash Spiracy. Can you say that again? No, that was all my energy for the day gone in one sentence. That was... The only podcast where it's socially acceptable to call Buzz Aldrin a vampire. Is he alive? He's he's alive right now, right? I don't think so. Maybe he is. Well, he was in Mass Effect, and he punched that guy. So, like, he had to be alive. Um. So, this week in Clash Spiracy, we have two... Well, okay. No, is it too early for this? It might be too early for this, but I will say we've got one conspiracy and then one thing that happened in history. <laughs> oh, I struggled. Okay. I struggled trying to find the conspiracy portion of my conspiracy. Really? I struggled just mentally. I took psychic damage this weekend <laughs> doing research. It's very unhappy. Very. I'm sensing a theme. Every time I do research, there's parts where I'm like, this is really fun. And then I have parts where I'm, like, getting very upset sitting at my computer. <laughs> my premise for my section is no longer... Here's the consp- we can talk about an astronomist, and we can, like, I go hate through- that you keep calling him <laughs> that. <laughs> and we can talk about, like, his life and stuff and, like, his predictions. But more than that, I've made a quiz. I'm going to read you the prophecies, <gasps> and I want you to guess what Ooh. event that predicted. I think yes. that's the most fun we can squeeze out of Nostradamus. I, dude, I think Buzz Aldrin is alive. I need to check. I don't care. We can cut this out. You're about to hear some key clacking. Buzz Aldrin is an American former astronaut. He is still with us. Well, he could be alive, but was he a former astronaut? Find <laughs> out on our last episode. It is socially acceptable to call Buzz Aldrin a vampire. For now. Right. So, James, I'm gonna you're gonna go first with your conspiracy this week. Uh, would you like to give us a little insight as to what that might be? I will, and I don't think we've pulled the veil back and told people what the conspiracy is. Um, it's the theory, the idea, I don't even know if I can really call it a theory. <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. The idea that trees aren't really trees what we see on earth are just bushes compared to the real trees the og trees yeah the the chad tree to the virgin bush (laughs) yes (laughs) um and i also want to i want to like highlight that almost all of this like this whole theory comes from this russian guy that goes by the name david i didn't hear a last name i found an interview with the guy much like almost all of the conspiracy videos that I had to watch for this, very smug, very condescending, maddening. So maybe he slips up and gives his full real name, but I couldn't sit through it. So we're just going to call him Russian Dave or David. And I I would also try to remain anonymous if I was either like 
cracking open this massive ecological conspiracy cover-up thing or if i was like this much of an idiot clem if you if you like came out with a conspiracy would you try to like hide it or like hide your identity or would you try to be like as visible as possible i would get a sense of the appetite for my conspiracy the first and then upon its warm reception globally i would reveal that i was said source I mean, like, if it was real. Like, if you, like, had something that could change everything. Again, that's, I think that's, if it's a government boy, then probably not. Probably just keep that on the DL, you know, hush hush. But if it's, you know, aliens, pop that out. Shout about that. <laughs> pop that out. I feel like if if I was revealing something that, like is an absolutely like existential crisis thing. I would I would try to be in the public eye as much as possible to like avoid being assassinated. And this guy's just casually like giving interviews and stuff. I don't know. It it just seems weird to me that it's like, "Oh yeah, this is the guy that finally figured it out and here he is on my little YouTube channel talking to me." Russian Dave is given interviews. Yeah, we Russian get him Dave on the is, podcast. Uh, not after I just insulted him, That's and true. I'm going to continue insulting him throughout this. Oh, we so. can we can tell him that we compared him to Nostradamus. We can give him the Dave cut. We can heavily edit this episode <laughs> so that it's like I love David from Russia. <laughs> it's just it's just that for like twenty minutes. The reason why this theory got you know, it had like a mini explosion in popularity is it got translated from Russian into English on this YouTube channel called D-I-T-R-H. I don't know if I'm supposed to say like Dieter or if I'm just supposed to spell it all out. Um, it was super condescending, smug. I said that all already. Um, it throws like so many things at you that it's like trying to overwhelm you. It just gives you like sensory overload. So you just agree with the conspiracy. The basic rundown is that mesas that are found around the world, like the uh, Tepuis of Venezuela, Uluru in Australia, and they really focus on Devil's Tower Mesa in Wyoming. Those are all gigantic tree stumps that existed in prehistoric times and they've been either destroyed or cut down is that does that line up with your understanding of the conspiracy clem to a degree i mean that is i would say the nice palatable um morsel that's the appetit that gets you in like you know when heston blumenthal was doing that like really exciting like science fusion food tv show and you'd go in there and he'd be like, oh, is it chocolate or is it glitter? Like, and But that was the start of it. And I feel like the big <laughs> tree stumps are like chocolate glitter. But when you get in there, it's like a pig's heart that's really a balloon that you climb inside and then guzzle on some tripe. Like, I feel like that's the one-to-one with this conspiracy. It is very much like you pull back the curtain even just a little bit. And intestines full of Gorilla Glue just flop out <laughs> and you're, you're left wondering, what am I going to do with this? So the evidence for these, th- this whole tree situation is based on like very liberal interpretation of data on behalf of Russian Dave. He claims that levels of carbon dioxide that are in the polar ice caps and the glaciers indicate that a much larger biosphere 
existed in the past like 20 times the scale so just take all the organic material on earth and then imagine 20 times so everything's larger there's big ass bugs flying around trees are huge he also argues that carbon dioxide levels imply that there was a massive burning way back when which destroyed like 99 percent of the biosphere how trees that are made out of silicon lit on fire i i'm still trying to figure out is it is it silicon or silicone i think it's an accent thing right i think they're two separate things silicon valley but silicone in the breast i'll listen this is a vulnerable moment for me i just don't (laughs) want somebody to make like a boob joke uh, I think it's important to note that he never uh, alludes to what the massive burning is from, and he never, like, brings it up again. He's just like, yeah, and this giant fire happened, and it killed everything, and it's gone now, and we have evidence in the ice caps. Just don't think about it too hard. Did he say what year this is meant to occur? Oh, this is, like, way prehistoric. I, it looked like James Cameron's Avatar. In the far-flung past. Again, trying to put, like, actual dates or quantifying any of this is is hopeless in the face of this mad Russian science. The The whole deal is that it's apparent that these mesas are actually trees because of their massive size and they have some unique shapes, which the the upside of researching this conspiracy is that i got to see a lot of cool, like, natural features. Like, oh, these places are beautiful and, like... They do fill you with a sense of wonder. How do I twist this into making the world a nightmare hellscape? Devil's Tower has this weird, like, bark-like service to it, which officially, the result is lava, like, running straight down. That's the that's the story you buy into if you're a, a, a sheeple or a cherson, I believe is the singular term. <laughs> um, and so it looks like bark, so it has to be bark. There's a place called Giant's Causeway in Ireland that also has weird octagonal columns. The octagon is put forward as this, it's nature's most efficient shape. And you can see this in cell structures, in beehives, and most baffling, when they were rattling off all these like living things that that use (laughs) octagons, they also listed snowflakes famous living thing that exists i mean is this is this an extension of like the fibonacci sequence thing with the spirals i i think it's the same vibe i think they're going for the same thing but like a snowflake is entirely inorganic um so i yeah i don't know it's just bizarre like i'm basing this all in science and carbon dioxide levels anyway uh, all living things like snowflakes utilize the <laughs> octagon for efficient storage and structure we do have some evidence of like you know like actual massive trees on earth uh we have the sequoias in the united states australia had some big ass trees but according to these conspiracy theories these are just tiny little piss baby trees compared to the very reliable sources we have of giant trees coming from the bible and Norse mythology. You have like Yggdrasil from Norse mythology. Apparently in the Bible, there's this big ass tree in Assyria. I like that they take these two completely like 
separate cultures and separate accounts from wildly different time periods and they just smash them together and they're like yeah they're talking about the same tree or they're talking about uh, a similar phenomenon so isn't that how we uh, like explain away a lot of stuff you know for example gods everybody had a god doesn't matter if they never spoke to each other everybody had a god so therefore like if a tribe in africa has it and then so does the romans god exists like that's i feel like that's a common explanation for stuff and like people have drawn aliens right everywhere like there's alien hieroglyphs i alien cave paintings and they all have like the big head you're actually like segueing perfectly into what i was about to talk about oh. so i was like really excited that you were uh going down this line of thinking oh no carry on carry on then that is literally what i was thinking about while i was doing this research it's like you can look at these different cultures and you can think about like common mythologies like proto-religions that split at different points in human history or how humans use religion and like spiritual spiritualism and stories and shit to like explain natural phenomenon or you could just like shut your brain off and literally think there was a giant tree somewhere or <laughs> that there was a giant flood that wiped out all of mankind so yeah like you said like there's cultural explanations and there's like cool things that you could look at or you can think that it's literally real. I mean, like, I don't know, actually. Do you think do you think aliens are real? Yeah, well, of course aliens are real. I, whether or not they've been to Earth, TBD, probably. But aliens are, they have to be real, right? Bro, bro don't get me on the Fermi paradox. I'd be here all night. <laughs> I mean, like, Fermi paradox or not, like, even if you want to go into, like... The multiverse, right? Does that account for that? Because if they're living in the same like space as us on a different plane, would the Fermi paradox account for those guys, or is it only within our specific universe that that applies? I don't know. I don't know if the Fermi paradox applies to like other. Well, I mean, at that point, it doesn't really matter though, because I don't think we have a way of contacting like another, another dimension or wherever other things would be no but i still think that it if you know if you're asking the questions do aliens exist we have to think about those lads i'm not like dimensionist i there's, there's, <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> pretend you don't exist or that you're less important just because you're not from my dimension okay my dimension isn't the best one fifth dimensional beings do not you don't even have to look at my tinder profile <laughs> just don't bother i don't get you so what? How have we? Why are we talking about this? I, I don't know. There was definitely like a a space in my brain where oh I, oh I joked about whether or not you believed in aliens. Like that was just a little throwaway. And then there was a there was a fork where we either talk about the Fermi paradox or I was gonna joke that you don't watch Marvel movies and you mentioned the multiverse. So, I'm, but we we took the intellectual path. I'm glad we didn't. I don't have much frame of reference within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Fermi paradox I can talk about. So I'm glad that that's that's the route that you went with. I think that what's interesting to me so far about this theory, though, is more of like the why of it. What was I feel like often like with religion and other conspiracy theories, sometimes they're like trying to fill a gap, right? Or there's something. 
shady, there's something mysterious, and we're trying to, like, fill that hole, like, humans always have done, like, I haven't got any explanation for this, I haven't got a purpose, I haven't got X, Y, Z, so my brain is just gonna try and fill, fill those little gaps together and come up with whatever. God is, like, the deus ex machina of society, right? It's like, oh, I don't know how this, God, and that's how it's always been, but for no trees, what problem was he trying to solve there? What was he like? This just doesn't make sense. It had to have been big trees in the past. Well, see, it. I I had that same thought when I was going through this. I almost wrote down in my notes, like, this is like a modern day, like, shaman. Like, if this guy just did not have access to, like, schooling or science or anything, yet he's in the modern day. I think he, he looked at these, like, wonders of nature and just had skipped science class or something. I don't know. Or or maybe he wants that like mysticism. Like it's too it's too boring for some people to just be like, yeah, a volcano made that massive landmark. I I need it to be a fucking tree. I need it to be something insanely huge and mythic because if it's just the earth making it, then that's either boring or I don't, I don't know if this guy is, like, if he is religious, and so it needs to be a higher power that created this somehow. Yeah, like you said, there could be a, a hole that needs filling there. There's got to be a better way to phrase that, but... <laughs> yeah, I said it, like, when I was talking, and I was like, I'm just going to brush past six and better than that, but I'm glad that you circled back. Oh, yeah, I'm big, <laughs> big whole joke fan. <laughs> but again, like, even if... So you see Devil's Tower, right? And dude, I've, I'm I'm like fucking in. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's why the fuck is that there? That's that doesn't corroborate my knowledge of like terra firma. Okay, like what's the what's that popping up for? But then, if I wanted a cool, fun, wacky solution, I don't think I'd go. Mm, probably a big tree, because to me, that's not much more mysterious than volcano residue. I mean, if. If it were a tree, like, on the scale that, like, these theories are putting forth, like, I, I think one of the highest estimates for one of these trees was, like, a hundred kilometers in height, which is reaching fucking space. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, I would, Im imagining it is kind of fun. Like, I'll admit it. I'm like, oh, big tree, wouldn't that be neat? Like, I'm easily impressed by gigantic stuff, so that's kind of cool to, like, my caveman brain. But that's about as far as it goes. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I love... Well, I have a fear of, like, really big stuff like statues. But really? at the same time... Oh, I hate a big statue. Don't really? Don't ever take me to Asia. <laughs> oh, dude, there's so many gigantic Buddhas. Yeah, and this terrifies me. Really? it's That's weird. We're, like, wired the opposite way. Like, any, any like, really big big like man-made thing or or like animals like any anything huge like i'm i'm like wow like this could be really dangerous but it's so cool like i can't look away that's why i liked uh krampus from 2000 <laughs> was that 18 wait is he big he's huge in that like oh this thing's fucking awesome <laughs> anyway looping back to the uh <laughs> to the conspiracy <laughs> outside of like the the mythological explanations uh for it there was a russian poet or scientist it wasn't really clear to me named alexander pushkin and this conspiracy like uses his like little fairy tale 
poem thing where he mentions a giant tree and it's a fucking fairy tale. And they're like, yep, proof that there was a giant tree in like northern Russia. And it's real. Trust me, guys. This scientist mentioned it. You either have like mythological references to it. They reference like these giant trees that were in the Americas and in Australia. But those are literally trees you can go look at like right now. Like they're still there. So I, I think it's super flimsy. And it's just frustrating because you can explain that away by just saying those areas didn't have people with, like, the tools to cut down those trees or the demand for it. Like, you just, your average Joe person doesn't need to chop down a sequoia. It's just not necessary. I assume Europe had big-ass trees, Africa probably had big-ass trees, and they just gradually got chopped down. So at this point, I really only have questions, but I'm assuming that it's going to be revealed to me in the in the rest of your telling of Russian Dave's conspiracy about no trees. <laughs> like, I, I want to know, why, why don't we, why did we get rid of them? Like, does he have an explanation for removing the trees? Uh, there, there were like a few weird ones. Like one, one is the argument that the trees are silicone, right? And so you need them for big titty implant. No, you need them for, <laughs> you need them for like, the, so they're actually kind of like, they're kind of like stone. And so you'd use them to build things, but like, you can just look at the fact that we're building things without chopping down giant silicone trees and kind of disprove that one. There, there was some pseudo like mysticism about how tree those trees and stones are in tune with humanity and provide some sort of energy. So Satan or some primordial evil or something uh, destroyed them just to fuck with people was another explanation. It's not really clear. It's not clear, and there's usually five different explanations for everything in this conspiracy. So those are the, those are the two main ones that I found while I was researching it. Because I mean, are the trees fake trees, or are they real silicon trees that he's? So I, I think one of the one of the reasons why it ties back to silicone is there have been people who've postulated like it can be another like form of life, kind of like how there's carbon based life forms. And so I think it's one of those go-tos that people say like, oh, like it could, these living things could be made out of silicone. But yeah, I think it's in the ground. And I think we, see, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to talk out of my ass like, like certain Daves. But yeah, (laughs) I think it's just something we have in the ground. Some further wacky explanations. The biggest trees, those are the stumps, right? Like those got chopped down cleanly by lumberjack satan or something the the like next tier down those trees are what our jagged mountaintops are like those broke and fell over during and i want you to brace yourself for this a nuclear war that occurred from 1780 to 1815 not ancient history literally like after the American Revolution. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is... Okay, you know what? As much as I have some doubts previously as to whether or not, you know, Devil's Tower was a giant silicon tree stump, 
now that you've said this, I am slightly... The, my suspension of disbelief is gone. He's lost me. I'm saying Russian Dave has lost me at this point. And I'm and I'm sure that troubles him greatly. I know <laughs> that you were his number one fan, and this might signal a fall from grace for Russian Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently there was a nuclear war in the relatively recent future. Or, I mean, past recent future doesn't make any sense. But that's like a good title. That a Write title. that down. Yeah, that I was going to say. You'd imagine, like, this is well after the printing press has been developed, so... Instead of writing about, like, oh, my dear Annabelle, it's another harsh winter, it'd be like, Annabelle, the sky lit up today, and <laughs> my neighbor's barn got fucking flattened by a massive shockwave. What the hell? There's no, there's no, like, literary proof that there is a nuclear war. Just, just for any people who are really clinging to this conspiracy and want it to be true. And, and I think this is a fascinating part, too, because the whole... The whole conspiracy is based on those stumps. And then it's like, oh, and mountains, uh, those are actually also giant trees if they have jagged tops to them that are made out of stone. And so you can just point at anything and be like, that's a tree. I don't draw a parallel between a fallen tree and a jagged mountain at any scale. Like, that's just not what a tree looks like if it falls over. So I don't know why he's decided that... That backs up his theory. Well, if I if I play some dramatic music and I have these I have these jagged mountaintops side by side trees that have been tipped over and it looks fairly similar. Well, checkmate, then what? Is this what is this what Russian Dave provided in his YouTube video? Is it just like a, an overlay of mountains and tr and sideways trees? Not even an overlay. It's just a side by side. Dave has a crisis when he sees those pictures of like those dogs that look kind of like croissants, and then you put croissants next to them. <laughs> <laughs> He's just what's happening? <laughs> Absolutely losing it. The the like sequoia tier trees. Those ones are mostly gone because evil humans have just chopped those down. So the, like, three tiers of massive trees, that's the explanation for the bottom tier. Which, honestly, Dave could just look at it from the viewpoint of people wanting profit and not valuing nature, or it could be that logging people are evil, satanic monsters that destroy beauty. You decide. To what end... Like, so, for fuel, for whatever, what's Dave saying, like, the ultimate goal of all this? Is he just like, actually, I want to reveal to you the truth of uh, geographical history? Or is he like, this is, there's more to come? It's, it's a mixture of, hey, I looked at this science and these trees existed. But then, yeah, he needs to come up with a reason why they don't exist anymore. And so it dips into, like, Judeo-Christian conspiracy, like, mysticism, where I've used, I've used science to, like, kind of lay the groundwork, but now I need to explain why the story moved on from there and why we don't have massive trees. Uh, it's because trees are uh, from God, and they help humans grow and be healthy and strong, and so over time people have destroyed them because... Either it, I saw stuff where it's kind of like the Garden of Eden where man wants to be more powerful and so they destroy the trees. 
Other ones, it's just like, yeah, Satan and the Illuminati want to destroy him to hurt mankind. Oh yeah, trees make you into a giant too, if you're living near the OG trees. I was going to ask, was there any like flora or fauna in addition to the trees that was supersized? Oh yeah, supersized me to the max. There's, I got hit with a very stupid diagram where it was just the same 3D model and they just kept blowing it up and being like, this is, this was a, a giant mentioned in the Bible and he's 12 feet tall. And then here's just like, here's a skeleton that was debunked 10 years ago, but we're going to say it's real anyway. And this thing was 20 feet tall. Like the, the idea is that these trees enhanced people in some way. And so we had giants roaming the earth at one point. And in some cases, those are the same giants that cut the trees down. Just don't think about it too hard. You following me so far? I'm following you. I'm just wondering why <laughs> Dave has such umbrage with smaller trees. Does he not believe that like an oak is a tree? It doesn't constitute as a tree for Dave? That, that's another thing. He just calls them bushes. Like he says that they're just bushes, that they're just smaller forms of vegetation, I guess. Which doesn't make any sense because he still refers to sequoias... And those other trees as trees and uses them as evidence for trees being able to like grow to humongous sizes. It's yeah. it's baffling. One of the arguments is that all stone on earth is actually just remnants of those trees. Everything else is just dirt. Oh, so the the theory is actually no stone on earth. That too. Stone is trees. The trees that he imagines are still take the same shape and form as our current trees. Which They're is why just, I don't like that yeah. he shits on the... Like, they gave him everything. And he's undermining our trees. I'm a big tree fan. Tree stan. Oh, oh. There's a... Oh my god. This I swear... Okay, I think this is the last part of the conspiracy that I haven't addressed yet. Mountains, like... Uh, I think Mount Fuji is one of them. Where they're kind of like, they're shaped like a cone rather than the like jagged tops like the other. Like Mount Everest he considers a tree. Mount Fuji, not a mountain or a tree. Or I, I don't know what the fucking classification is. But the idea is that it's a mound of dirt because of all these like ancient excavations people have done to break up these trees. And it's just a mound of dirt with like chemical waste inside that's how he explains volcanoes he says that volcanoes are these massive mounds of dirt and some sort of material is in the core like it was used as a dumping ground and so when we see eruptions that's actually like the waste that's coming up but i will say that it it fits the like flat earth thing very nicely like rejecting how we interpret what our physical world is, having like an alternate like explanation for everything. And so I think because it like slots into that nicely, other conspiracies can now use this to weave like their their conspiracy cinematic universe. Like, oh, no trees is perfect in here. I guess also it's not so much that they buy into no trees, but it does lobby against a, a similar enemy right it's like having a coalition it's like i don't really buy your values but i hate the values of the other guy so much that i will combine forces with you for the time being in order to get like 50 percent of what i want across 
Yeah, yeah. It's all the, no matter how off the wall the conspiracy is, it somehow loops back to the same enemies every time. I enjoyed it to a degree. I just found, like, the reasoning behind it. Like like you said earlier, like, why? What is this trying to, like, actually explain? Um, and it doesn't really explain anything. I thought it was really ironic that the guy criticized schooling and said schools are the reason why we don't think critically. And that's why people don't see the truth about trees. I, like, I have a, an admiration for that, though. Like, I always think, okay, if I th- if I spend a, a lot of time considering, like, why is grass green? Could I, like, retroactively apply some sort of BS, mystical and elaborate story to that? Probably not. Like, I don't think that's one of my capabilities. That's not one of my strengths. But Dave, I reckon, given a task and enough time and resource, could come up with a wonderful background of why grass is green and it's not because of you know like chlorophyll or whatever it is that fucking makes it green I, don't know. I, I have bad news for you what one of the videos that i was watching looked at the flag of lebanon which has a tree on it a green tree oh and like you said oh chlorophyll or like you know we associate green with plants actually green is the color of christ and so that's why it's green so green is Christ. Green is I. Let me double check because there were there were a lot of colors flying at me, and um, oh gosh, there was some numerology here. Oh wait, no, green is the heart chakra color. Sorry, I I mixed that up. I think some <laughs> other color is the color of Christ. Red, red is green is the heart chakra. Blue is Satan. You with me so far? I mean, you you hit me with a curveball with the the blue Satan thing. You know, I mean, he's traditionally him and Santa have the whole red thing covered. I think between them. And so if you rearrange the the letters in Santa. You get Tanas, which is a small village in the Middle East, and we did a little <laughs> bit of reason. It was it was that level of shit for like for like forty minutes. I just listened to that. And my brain leaked out of my ears. I hated it. I'll show you. I'll show you my notes later. Can we uh, move on to Nostradamus? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Nostradamus. He's from the 1500s, born in 1503, died in 1566. He was an astrologer, and most of his life. He just went around, he wrote a lot of stuff, he wrote some almanacs, he found his first big sort of writing gig in almanacs. Um, He went to university, did some apothecary shit, got kicked out for selling the drugs. I feel like he was just a dealer, (laughs) right? Probably took a bit too many mushrooms and then had some prophecies. Nostradamus himself says that all of his prophecies are actually just history repeats itself which i think is like a nietzsche thing too right the eternal return and he's just basing his predictions on stuff that's already happened saying it will come around again everything that nostradamus predicted ends in 3797 so whether or not that's like the heat death of the universe it's just the earth ends at that point or nostradamus's powers ran out around that time I'm not sure, but that's where it all draws to a conclusion. Wait. I'm s- what? He's predicting, like, 
thousands of years into the future? Yeah, 3797 was his, like, this is as far as I can see. (laughs) Which might mean that he can't see any further because that's the end of Earth. Apparently this... So there's a theory that the sun consumes Earth by that point, but Mars is fine. And people have colonized space. He predicted that. He said that um, the colonization of stars around Aquarius for a while, but then around Cancer for time immemorial. No way. It was his prediction. Yeah. He he actually predicted, like, space travel? He said we would colonize space, but I, I don't know. I mean, everyone thought about that, right? Not, I don't think back then that would have been, like, on anyone's radar. Oh, you like that? I, I do like that. I, when, when you had said, like, oh, you probably know some of the things he predicted, I just remember the History Channel being, like, Nostradamus predicted the end of the world. And then... Like, little 12-year-old me is like, okay, that's pretty neat. Like, I don't actually know a ton about his predictions. <laughs> well, like I say, he really covered all of his bases because when he wrote the prophecies, which were his quatrains, which are four-line poems, uh, there were 942 of them, I think, around, let's say around a thousand, some lost. So, and because they're, well, one, they're written in multiple languages, and two, even for the time, like, the syntax and stuff is really outdated. And people excuse this, like, mysterious nature of the poems and why the fact that he couldn't just fucking tell us what was going to happen was because he didn't want to upset the church by predicting the future and being, like, seen to compete with Christ or Moses or any of those guys because the church wouldn't like that. So he was like, all right, I'll tell you, but I'm going to fucking zodiac killer this shit up you have to you have to work out what i mean by making over 900 of these things you can pretty much go in there and piece together anything that you want and then attribute it to any big event in history like more recently people have said that he predicted coronavirus he predicted uh princess diana dying but they're not even like taking a poem and going oh how can i try and retrofit this they're going uh i'll just say he referred to the nine hill country that's italy by the way uh no he didn't he didn't refer to the nine hill country anywhere on like from people have done research and they can't find it so they're not even they're they're too lazy to even try and fit it to a poem a lot (laughs) of the time but i will say like his first and possibly like biggest gig in terms of predicting in his lifetime was the death of Henry II. One of his little poems, he was friends with Henry II, actually, and Henry's wife. I think he was, like, the doctor to one of their children, or, like, the witch doctor to one of their children, at least. (laughs) Big witch doctor industry in Europe at this time. Huge. And I would say he was the head witch honcho. He was the uh, Sarah Jessica Parker to uh, Europe at this moment. Friends with Henry, he said in one of his poems, The young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eyes through a golden cage, two wounds made one, then he dies a cruel death. Then Henry, his buddy Henry, won some sort of like, he did like a peace treaty and to celebrate he went jousting 
And during the jousting, an accident befell him whereby the joust went through his helmet, through his eyeball, into his brains, oh! leaving splinters everywhere. He survived for some time after this. Like, I don't know, maybe a week. And he got sepsis, it all got infected in his skull, and he died an incredibly painful death. Um, if we go back to Nostradamus's <laughs> prediction... The young lion will overcome the older one. They both had lions on their shields. Um, he will pierce his eyes through a golden cage. He got stabbed through the eye whilst jousting through the jousting mask. He dies a cruel death, obviously, like the slow, painful death of the infection afterwards. The only thing here that is like a slight discrepancy, other than the fact that it's so ambiguous, on the field of combat in a single battle, it was sort of like a mess around. It was like... It was some locker room, like, whipping up a towel, slapping him on the balls from behind. <laughs> like, it wasn't a battle. It wasn't some glorious combat death. He was older. Everything else is right apart from the uh, the old combat line. And it was this that really started to sell the prophecies to people, I think. I'm going to read you some of Nostradamus's poems, and I'm going to ask you to guess what historical event they predicted. This is like I'm in an episode of Dora the Explorer. This is cool. Okay. Can you tell me where Nostradamus thought the tsunami would hit? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's start with... I don't want to start with like a too good one. You know, like... Hmm. Songs, chants, and demands will come from the enslaved. Held captive by the nobility in their prisons. At a later date, brainless idiots... We'll take these as divine utterances. Oh, jeez. Um, what year is Nostradamus from again? Uh, the early 1500s. Oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna say the French Revolution. Yes! Why? Uh, because people are gonna look at, like, oh, rising up against nobility. It's gotta be the French Revolution. But that's, like, such a common thing that people have done, like, throughout history. But... Yeah, I figured I'd just pick, like, the biggest example of that. Alright, let's try another one. The blood of the just will commit a fault in London. Burnt through lightning of 23 the 6, the ancient lady will fall from her high place. Several of the same sect will be killed. Like, I want to just say it's Princess Diana, because, like, a lady from a high place falling. I'm just going to go with that. It's not that. I don't know if that was like a double whammy that they might probably... I'm sure when they said that he predicted Princess Diana, they were like, let's pop that in. That's probably that one too. But this was supposed to be the Fire of London. They've decided because it just says London and then there's some sort of maths that could equal 66, right? So they've gone into the Great Fire of London. The Ancient Lady will fall from a high place. Don't know how that's relevant. Several of the same sect will be killed. Probably some families died. But in the latest version in the redux they've written burnt up in the fire of 66 like they've completely gone as the great it's the great fire of london in it that's just right burnt up in the fire of 66 so if that's the first time you see a translation of this poem it, you read the blood of the just will be lacking in london burnt up in the fire of 66 you're going to go yeah oh my god he did predict that Right? But it's so far removed from, like, one of the earlier translations at this point. Well, just wait till 2066. 
You guys are in for a for a rude awakening. <laughs> also, the Great Fire of London didn't start from lightning. It was like a bakery or something. So, you know, all we really have is some numbers make up 66 and the word London in close proximity. Next one. For seven years, Philip's fortunes will prosper. He will reduce the Arab army. Then, halfway through, things will perplexedly turn against him. A young onion will destroy his fortune. Oh my god, hold on. Philip? Yeah. And he's fighting against Arabs? And onions, apparently. Arabs and onions. What the fuck is going on here? Um. Oh my god. Um. This sucks. This I feel. I feel like I should know this. You know, all my onion classes <laughs> should be paying off right now. I'm just okay. gonna say it's the fucking. Oh my god. World, something with World War Two. I'm going to just fire out a World War Two. No. It's <laughs> Philip II of Spain. Okay. Who lived in the second half of the 1500s. Oh no, for most of the 1500s. So, like, whilst Nostradamus was alive. I did a quick control F on his wiki page to find the word onion and nothing came up. So, sus. <laughs> oh, but wait, like, wait, what did Philip do? Control F, Arab. Wait, you don't actually have, like, what he, like, what this refers to? Well, for most of them, I know. I just don't know what King Philip did, and I was hoping that you did because you knew the history uh, stuff. I knew, I knew that Spain had a King Philip, but, like... I assume he did a lot of shit. I just didn't think he would have went to the Middle East. Like, that doesn't fit the, the era, like, at all. He did um, foreign policy in Italy, France, and the Mediterranean. There was a revolt of the Netherlands. That's big. Yeah, that, that applies to Spain, like, hugely. But it has nothing to do with Arab people at all. I cannot find anything to do with the Middle East. There's a map here with colors on it of places that he sort of like had something to do with in his dominions, and none of them are in the Middle East. We'll cut this one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll bye, bye, Philip. All right, this is one that's good that we know about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Jet fuel. <laughs> we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Prophecy 2, 3, or 4, depending on how we edit this. From the depths of west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. Hitler! He, yes. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop, his fame will increase towards the realm of the east. That's Hitler. That I one. mean... You, you mean to tell me that someone who's poor will use charisma to get power in this broad geographical area? Yeah, it's very loose. It's very <laughs> has happened before, will always happen again at some point. There's um obviously, so like what, Hitler's mother was from peasant stock. Hitler's father. I, I feel like his father had an okay job. He just wasn't educated. Like, he was some sort of civil servant. 
I think. Yeah, he was also a massive creep. No, the, from the Hitler family? <laughs> yeah, it might shock you, but Hitler's father was not very cool. And, like, his his mother was a lot younger than his father, right? Uh, I believe so. I can't remember if it's... I, th- I thought she passed away, and then his dad married, like, his niece. And, like, there was a huge age gap there, obviously. I think... I thought, well, I mean, you might be right. I thought that they thought they might be cousins, and there was a there was a huge age gap, but they didn't know if they were cousins or not because we don't know who his father is, his like Hitler's granddad. We're not sure who he is. So Hitler's father only had a mother who was unmarried, and we didn't know who Hitler's father's father was. So when he when he got married to Hitler's mother, she could have been related to him, but we're not sure. Are we leaving in the Hitler genealogy in this? We could do. I could have explained it better and differently if I thought we were going to. <laughs> give me the next. Give me the next prediction. Well, there's actually like a secondary ooh, component. There's a ooh, second one that because like Hitler's a big deal, right? Okay. So, beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister. Into a cage of iron would the great one be drawn. When the child of Germany observes nothing. So some people are saying oh. that history is like a typo with your hands. But there's also apparently a river called history or something that was nearby. Okay. I like the child of Germany observes nothing line. That's pretty cool. That has some gravitas. Does it mean anything? Probably not, but I like it. Well, I mean, his... I thought Hitler's son... Did he have a son? Shit, he I can't children, remember right? Didn't he kill them all in the bunker? No, he didn't. I don't, or wait, he no, had a maybe, dog that he killed in the bunker. I thought he just killed himself and his wife. Did Hitler have children? Did not have children. Okay, yeah, never mind. I was thinking of Stalin. Stalin had a son, and he actually got captured during the war. So that's what I was thinking of. But I I flipped my my leaders there. Um, yeah, no kids for Hitler. Probably for the best. Um. All right. Next. Prophecy three, four, or five. Hercules become king of Rome and of Anmark. A man named de Gaulle is a three-time leader. Italy and the waters of Venice will tremble. He will be renowned above all monarchs. So he just straight up predicted de Gaulle leading France? Yeah, and de De Gaulle was a three-time leader. Again, this is from the highly edited nature of the prophecies which i think are retroactively edited to further corroborate the predictions come on now but i don't think they would have just popped a goal in there right i mean they could have i don't know i don't know how different french names line up like there there are some names that like if you translate them to another language like they kind of fit but I don't know if there's like a bunch that are analogous to De Gaulle. So that's super specific though. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. 
I was just I just googled it to see if I could find uh Yeah, suggested interpretations, but I, I I don't know. I should have uh, found the specific one, but I was so disheartened by um the lack of conspiracy, just the predictions. Oh, I've got a good one. <laughs> you ready? Yes. The heavenly dart with stretch its course. Death in the speaking, a great achievement. The proud nation brought low by the stone in the tree. Rumours of a monstrous human bring purge, then expiation. Are they talking about nukes? Yes. Okay. This is supposed to be Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, I guess, like, the death in speaking great achievement is, you know, it's very reminiscent of that, like, Oppenheimer speech, yeah. right? Um, the so the proud nation brought low by the stone in the tree is quite an unusual sentence and people have explained that away by saying that it's either like the mushroom cloud looks like a tree in the air okay. or it's saying that a stone in a tree shouldn't be there so like this, this massive explosion in the sky and this visible thing that everyone could see it's, it's like that was as strange to combined elements as the stone in the tree. See, um, and then obviously purge and then expiation. Pretty self-explanatory there. I don't know. I think that's... Uh, it's very, very ambiguous, but it does draw like a a neat parallel the, to a degree. The stone in the tree thing, I just interpreted it as he doesn't know how something like that fell from the sky. And so you'd have to phrase it as like, oh, it... It fell out of a tree, like oh maybe explaining yeah, where this... the bomb came from. Yeah, absolutely. That could that could definitely be, uh, I think, a valid interpretation. A heavenly dart. Yeah. So, I mean, again, this isn't referring to that in any specific way, right? It's just, it's just yeah. random nice poet. Like, if you wrote this about it afterwards, I'd be like, that's quite a a nice... Well, I say nice. That's a, a poignant poem about the atrocity, right? Yeah. But writing it beforehand, I'm not like, oh, that he predicted. He knew about the nukes. I mean, like, that could... I, I'm sure before the nukes, somebody could have pointed to that and then looked at, like, when people started using rockets in warfare. Like, that was a thing that picks up later on. Like, not not even during, like, the World Wars, like, previously. I think there's a bunch of people who use them in, like, India. And someone could have been like, oh, heavenly darts. Lots of death going on right now. There it is. You got yeah. us, Nostradamus. It's just, like, warfare from the sky, right? Any form of it will, will fit in. Yeah. All right, next bad boy. <laughs> the ancient task will be completed. From on high, evil will fall on the great man. A dead innocent will be accused of the deed. The guilty one will remain in the mist. God, it's been a while since I watched all the Star Wars films, but it does sound <laughs> familiar. Um, JFK getting assassinated. Yeah. 
Are you for real? Yeah, and again, I think it's because they've, like, really simplified it. Um, like, the the dead innocent and the guilty one, like, is still out there, boys. It wasn't OJ, like... It wasn't OJ? It wasn't OJ. It wasn't. New conspiracy just dropped. OJ Simpson killed JFK. What the fuck is his initials? Why did I say OJ? Lee Harvey Fucking... Oswald? Yeah. Jeez. Lee Orange Juice Harvey Oswald? <laughs> Um, I don't know what, like, the ancient task will be completed all about, but obviously, like, on high, he was, like, in the, wasn't he meant to be in, like, the library? On, like, on one of the top floors of the library that, com- is that where he's meant to have shot him from? I just assumed that was know. referring to JFK being literally a world leader. Well, it says, from on high, evil will fall on a great man. Oh, I guess, yeah. Um, a dead innocent, so obviously Oswald dead soon after, right? Was yes. he, how long was he, did he cl- survive to claim his innocence for? He was briefly in custody and then some dude shot him as he was leaving like a hearing or a trial or something. So not very long. The guilty one will remain in the mist. Interesting. Do you think that whoever shot Oswald was trying to... Because I don't think that... He was set up right. He probably didn't know who did it. So like, I don't feel like he was a problem for the guys that did do it. You know, the CIA. I'm wondering if... The, it was, was it just like a really like enthusiastic Kennedy supporter that killed Oswald? I mean, I don't want to give away the goods for uh, on this episode. I feel like we need to tease that one. For, uh, okay. for a future. Oh, it's a new it's a conspiracy. Someone it's needs to look at OJ, though. I think we're we're missing the forest OJ. for the trees. <laughs> Except those ain't trees. <laughs> OJ also killed John Lennon. If you're interested, that was him too. <laughs> I think he killed Lincoln too. He's just he's been all <laughs> over the place. Um. Okay. Last one. The sky will burn at 45 degrees. Fire approaches the great new city. By fire, he will destroy their city. A cold, cruel heart. Blood will pour. Mercy to none. Okay. So, I want to say Chicago fire. But really, it should be the Peshtigo fire. But it's probably neither of those things. So, tell me what it is. It's it's 9-11. What? Um... I know there's a lot of focus on fire in this one that they've attributed to 9-11. Um, this guy will burn at 45. So I think the fact that it says sky and city destruction, they're like, well, it was a plane. Okay. Um, people are excusing Nostradamus. <laughs> How annoying do you think it is for anyone that ever listens that I say Nostradamus? <laughs> I hope it's a lot. It's maddening. They- it's going to be maddening for people. <laughs> They say, um, they're excusing astronomers saying that, um, he probably expected when he predicted 9-11 that the buildings would fall at a 45 degree angle and not just go straight down because it was an inside job. Um, <laughs> fire approaches the new, great new city. There's a lot of, like, obviously, like, the fire department was hugely embroiled and impacted by 9-11, right? Like, they lost a great number of men, so maybe that could be why fire's getting referenced so much. 
mercy to none is true. Like, they killed... Like, they didn't care who was around. It was just kids, whatever, women, whatever, men, whatever. None of them... It wasn't, like, army guys. It was civilians. I... I feel like it's so... Like, that could have applied to any major fire, and it would have been fine. Like, I feel like... I feel like trying to force it to line up with 9-11 is... Like, I don't know. It, there, There isn't, like, one talking about towers falling, like, at all. I feel like that one would have just been, like, a slam dunk. Well, I mean, I'm sure there will be in a future translation. <laughs> it's... I don't know what the PC version of this childhood game is, so I'm not going to say it. But if you repeat this poem to enough people in a hushed tone, it will eventually come out as the planes will hit the towers, you know? Like, one day it's going to get to that point. Like, give it a hundred years and people will, there'll be, like, planes and towers in that prophecy. Nostradamus predicted that the PlayStation 5 would experience significant shortages. <laughs> Check out this poem. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, Nostradamus. He's a bit of a goof. I didn't know he was so prolific, though. Like, that's incredible. Uh, and so you, you mentioned the, like, year 3,700 and something or whatever. Do, yeah. How many of these does he, like, actually attach a year to? Like, is it the exception to the rule or does he do it fairly often? That was... So this was just his one steadfast, this is the end of my vision year. Oh, okay. Most of it is not attributed to any year, any, like, hint of time in in the future. It's just like, oh, these things will all happen. Not going to tell you when. Not really even going to tell you what it is. But they're going to happen, guys. I'm not... But he, like, he maintained that he couldn't see the future. He was just basing it on the past. And, like, all of these things could also apply to things prior too, right? Like you said, like the Hitler thing, like a poor child will be charismatic. That will happen again. Of course it will. Yeah. And it would have happened in the past too. Like, I mean, you could just say that to about like Jesus, right? Charismatic man convinces people to listen to him. Sounds a little far-fetched to me. (laughs) Yeah. That's something that always gets me with the like um history channel like sensationalist like oh they predicted something and then it's like there will be fire and war and men will die it's like oh oh like you been go go and buy a lottery ticket too it sounds like you're on fire and war <laughs> you're on fire and war bro <laughs> um he also he predicted his own death but like he was all also sick so <laughs> did he say i will die one day you know he was like um i so apparently like depending on what you read about it it like varies but the most shit one which is my favorite one is like he told like his housekeeper or someone i'll be dead in the morning and i'll be dead between the bed and the bench like and he was really really ill and he had like advanced gout uh, that was really, like, popular back then. It was all the rave. Everyone was having <laughs> it. Was it was popping off. Yeah. Um, 
And so, like, he he had been sick for a long time. He probably knew he was going to die. But also going, I'll be dead in the morning. And he just mentioned the location. Like, he could have just went and sat there. I, I like to imagine an asshole Nostradamus that just predicts things throughout the day. I will have either cereal or eggs. And then the <laughs> servant just rolls her eyes like, all right, fucking, all right, I'll whip that up for you. There are certain things, like, um, he has one prophecy that hasn't come true yet. Um, there's a big rumbling earth with hail larger than an egg. And this YouTube guy um, was like, oh, that's going to be a 9.3 magnitude earthquake in California. Um, and I think that was a 2012 thing. It might have been more recently because, you know, like everyone was like, oh, 2012, the world's going to end the Mayans, right? Yeah. Um, and it just didn't happen. Nothing happened. Everything was fine. And like seismologists say that we couldn't even have a earthquake category that large in California, like, it's in the eights is the max that we could have. Um, so, egg on that YouTuber's face, but that could still happen, right? I mean... Hail larger than an egg on that YouTuber's face, but, <laughs> like, that... that um, yeah. But, yeah, that's what he predicted. He was gonna predict, like, some kid on YouTube was gonna, like, say... <laughs> but, like, stuff like that's exciting. Like, because that... Because we haven't been able to see that yet that sounds like a cool one yeah like the i i think it's much more interesting to think about like what what sort of circumstances could lead to this rather than taking a a square peg and trying to fit it into a round hole or having a square peg and having 50 square holes and being like this could fit into any of them the the earthquake thing and the hail sounds way cooler it is really cool. And if you... I think that's perhaps the biggest, most exciting... Pardon me. That's perhaps the biggest, most exciting thing about Nostradamus is the fact that you even if you buy into it, if you're like, oh, yeah, these prophecies did really precisely predict 9-11, the JFK assassination, and Hitler um, with such precise detail that they couldn't be talking about anything else and it wasn't just a coverall for lines of bullshit. And then you read Big Rumbling Earth, Hail Larger Than an Egg. Dude, you're going to be so fucking excited for that shit. <laughs> like, that's where... That's the hook. <laughs> that's like, yeah. I love Nostradamus. He's my favorite conspiracy. I'm getting big eggs. <laughs> Made of ice. Oh, no. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I don't know any other, other cool ones, but that's sort of, like, uh, something to look forward to. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to space colonization, although I don't know if I'm going to live that long, but it's kind of neat. It is neat. Like, I don't know, I don't know, like, how many people in the 1500s were talking about space colonization, but, like, a lot of people were, a lot of the intellectual types were looking to the stars, right? Like, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. It's probably just something that they told stories about in law. I mean, they already had, like, gods living out there. I mean, during Nostradamus's lifetime, uh, I think it's mostly just Christians in Europe at that point. But people would people were still, like, looking to the heavens and being like, yo, I've got a telescope now. What the fuck's out there? So, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a... Yeah, it was like a... a 
common thing to probably speculate about, like what's out there, etc. And the idea of living there might have taken a slightly enlightened brain, but I don't think it would be incredibly out of the ordinary to suggest such a thing. But maybe that's just because it's so commonplace now that I can't imagine a time where people... I don't think that they thought that it was... I don't mean in terms of any sort of feasibility, but just in terms of like the fantastical nature of storytelling, right? Like that's the perspective I'm assuming he's coming from, not from a like, oh, we'll one day have the science to actually pop over there. Yeah. Matt Damon's going to love it. <laughs> yeah, like when you when you said colonize, like I imagine he would have just said something like, man will live in the stars in the future. Ah. Yeah. I mean, he was talking about around cancer for time immemorial so he wasn't like worrying about like how we were going to self-sustain <laughs> on inhabitable planets he didn't even know like if they had atmosphere right yeah i don't think nostradamus went to space he's already in space james we're all in space yeah where did he when he did he actually die yeah. Oh, bummer. Rip to Nostradamus. <laughs> Can't confirm. Unlike Buzz space. Aldrin, Nostradamus is dead. For now. We can rebuild him. Uh, so, should we uh, go into the competing element? I feel like I'm going to have to delete so much of it. <laughs> 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 no. I feel like we can cut a good 40 minutes out of oh, the Nostradamus man. section. Um... I mean, if you want to lock Nostradamus in the cage with the hulking beast that is no trees conspiracy, by all means. Yeah, I think this is going to be like a really clear-cut slam dunk win for... Actually, no, because one of it is believability, right? I, and oh, Yeah, I will, I will cede believability to Nostradamus if, like basic like precognition or some goofy shit like that i can believe more than the 80 things that giant trees threw at me yeah okay so category one hook which is how believable it is nostradamus whilst wins from being so obscenely and almost offensively vague versus russian dave who's really cucked himself wow. by being <laughs> By being too specific. He's gone into too much detail. And that's really sort of like pushed pushed us away a little bit. If anything. Yeah. Just say old time big tree. Look rock. Is not volcanic. Is bark. Wow. Hmm? Like I would be like oh Dave. Excellent. Tell me more. Excellent quadrine queen. <laughs> yeah bestie. Um, but <laughs> Many are saying this. <laughs> But Nostradamus, you know, he's just going, oh, Big Bernie, yeah. mad angry sky, bang, bang, uh-oh, dead king. And we're like, oh, you knew? <laughs> he knew that? Is anyone, knew? is anyone keeping tabs on where Nostradamus was the day of that joust? Did, <laughs> did, the, did the challenging knight ride off into the sunset and we never got a good look at him? You know, uh, like in the Quidditch World Cup, when you see just Snape whispering, oh, here we his, go. it's just like that. Nostradamus is uh, by the side, like, and he and it just goes straight through the eye, I, and then he like whisks off with his cape. I don't know why you're mentioning Nostradamus. I uh, I was more implying OJ did it. <laughs> <laughs> I make one faux pas 
James, uh, and I can't live it down. Listen, I like <laughs> OJ being an assassin has entered the lore in my mind. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin's a vampire. OJ's a time traveling assassin. Deep and impact. The Shining will win again this week. <laughs> Deep impact. Uh, I think I think that giant trees takes this one because it's literally explaining our physical world around us and and how it works and also i could have been a 12 foot tall giant if people hadn't dicked around with these damn trees so as a (laughs) sub six foot person it's a little it's a little hard to hear that what could have been also nostradamus doesn't change anything He's just saying stuff that happens and we don't know until after it happens. He's not making it happen and he's not changing the truth. He's just going, oh, I knew about this. And we're like, oh, yeah, you did. That's it. That's the nothing changes. He's an annoying guy in a movie theater. Oh, I saw that coming. Or, like, if you tell your friend, like, to watch something because you find it really funny when you keep looking at them to see if they're laughing, he's that guy. (laughs) Stop looking at me. I can't enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Deep impact. Trees. Believability. Nostradamus. The third one. Originality. Category formerly known as Inception. (laughs) Yeah. It's trees. Yeah. Trees, like... If you just turn your brain off and you're like, yes, a hundred kilometer trees existed. <clears> oh, <throat> I'm losing my voice. That's really good for a podcast. Let me redo that one. Polly. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. If, if you turn your brain off and you're like, yeah, hundreds of hundred kilometer trees, megafauna, giants existed, uh, evil, evil Satan devil cut down all these trees rocks are trees trees aren't trees it, it's just like so much yeah versus poems <laughs> that's all this is poems isn't it it's just little they don't even rhyme can we talk about lazy doesn't he doesn't even fucking rhyme dude trees wins <laughs> You want rapping, Nostradamus? My name's Nostradamus, and I'm here to say the king's gonna go in the grave some way. I don't know. No, you're right. I didn't want him to rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Trees, congratulations, trees! Let's go. Trees wins. Trees. I learned that from the football recently. (laughs) The football. Yeah. Oh, well, big congratulations to Trees. Uh, Nostradamus was always on the back foot. Not even a conspiracy, really. Is What's the conspiracy? Just that he that he did tell the truth? It, that he did have a prediction? Well, yeah, I think the idea is that he is somehow inspired to know the future, which in and, of, in and of itself is like, whoa, that's, like, was it, like, a divinely inspired thing? Is he seeing into the future? Uh, is it aliens like you can you can approach it from that angle and then yeah the validity of his of his predictions 
Yeah, it's just a shame that he himself was like, nah, I'm just sort of learning from history, and I honestly wish you idiots would do the same, but nope, we're, d- we're damned to repeat it. <laughs> we're condemned to, like, live this fucking hellish cycle forever. Good job, humans. But he wasn't, he wasn't ever like, oh yeah, we need to, like, because of the lack of education, that will allow populism to sweep a dictator into power. He's like... Yeah, uh, I studied history, so there's going to be a big, big fire and something about 45 degrees. Like, I don't know how he used history to figure that one out. Maybe he was just, like, really fucking spiteful. And he was like, you know, if you guys are just going to do the same shit over and over again, I ain't helping you. Like, if I can see it this clearly, can like, just apply some critical thinking? The fucking corporate elite, you know, hey, oligarchy, maybe we don't go to war again and they're like nah I want all the land and he's like fuck you then I'm just gonna say something mystical and we'll laugh about it in 300 years and also OJ killed JFK (laughs) naughty OJ give us so much (laughs) alright James thank you for coming to our podcast yeah thanks for inviting me over it was was a pleasure (laughs) traffic was a little dicey but uh, I'm glad I could make it (laughs) Please follow our Twitter at Clashpiracy. And uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Do I end the thing?